We are live in Las Vegas, UFC 269. Oh, shit. That's fuck with How did How did fights go this past fights weekend? Fights were great. Yeah. Fights were very good. Um, top to bottom. A lot of people, a lot of people, man. I can't call myself like some like super fan, but I'm definitely definitely more into it um, than some others. I need to take the fucking laptop home. I don't know what I'm doing on a Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night, I didn't do shit. Ain't much. But, uh... Which I'm gonna call it because a lot of people will only watch the main card, yeah. right? Which is like those top five fights, so I they mean, only watch the main but event. Who's gonna? Why? I mean, why judge them? It's you know, it's like no, it's all straight. But, but it's like, but are, are those those people aren't claiming? No, no, like no, no. Hard-o's. That's that's my thing though. It's like I can't. I'm not gonna bitch about. It. And like I said, I'm not gonna act like I'm. There's levels to this shit, right? So I'll like watch UFC top to bottom cards because to me it's more fun when I can actually enjoy those like no-name fighters because i understand like oh their past few fights and how this matchup is going to look and blah blah and i'll watch sometimes some of the big fights and other organizations like pfl or bellator but for the most part though i'm not like the super fan who's watching all the like european like random russian organization fights like i i'm just not into that there's one dude i follow on twitter that on some like saturdays literally from like 8 a.m through 1 a.m he's reposting shit from different random organizational fights. It's like, oh, fuck. So he's taking his whole day. You literally could just, yeah, chill and, like, watch fights all around the world, like, all day long. Yeah. Theoretically. Hope but, he's um, getting paid doing that. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got a good following. Yeah, he's okay. Good. Yeah. That's what to say. But, um, anyway, fights were good, though. <clears throat> fights were good. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I need to get into it. I, I enjoy watching it. I just forget that it comes on and that yeah. we have a uh, an plug. access to it. We do it, yeah. We do have a plug. So I just need to take the laptop home. Yeah. But so anyway, what did you do TV? this weekend? Worked. What I usually do. That's right. Put in that work, work. Oh, so work, Friday. Work. Friday. I'm trying to think. Friday. Friday was okay. Worked here, obviously. Didn't do shit. Went home, passed out. Oh, I went out to fucking Wong's. That's where I went. Yeah, from. Torchies. <laughs> Torchies. <laughs> Torchies tacos, right? <laughs> Which is coming soon. Uh, but no, we went to Wong's. That it fucked. That burrito, burrito though. smashed my yeah. sm- smashed my soul for sure. Yeah. Had the appetizer. Definitely check it out if you're into like Mexican or even Chinese. They sell like Chinese shit there too. Yeah, it's like that's, a hybrid. That's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a hybrid, but I'd say it's more Mexican. Yeah, it's like a definitely or a Mexican Hispanic, twist. I should say. Well, l- listen here, <laughs> Hispanic food. You, I'm it's an like American. Somebody from Mexico. Yeah, no, no, it is, but it's not purely probably Mexican food. It's probably a mix of South American. Okay, I didn't know if you were saying like you were afraid to say the word. No, 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 no. I'm not being politically correct. I just mean, (laughs) I just mean, uh, like if you go to Casa Grande, (laughs) yeah, if you go to Casa Grande, I guess it is Mexican food, but you know, I'm sure Spanish. yeah, style. yeah, yeah. So it's like Hispanic, yeah, whatever. Hispanic, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. So it's out in the short pump area, which I hate. Short oh, pump. Hater. Fucking, you hit every single stoplight from sixty four. That's if you go straight through West Broad. Yeah. Yeah. Would you go down two eighty eight? No, but if, if you, you go around if your you elbow, get off, get your ass doing if you that. get off before the short pump exit and kind of weasel your way around, you can hit the back roads. Yeah. Well, next time. Google, it's a little tip from a Google, native. If Google Maps can hook me up and give me that route, obviously it's not quicker because it said this route was quickest. Yeah, I don't know. But this shit, I hit every single light, and of course it's busy. It's holiday. Yeah, on season. a Friday you're gonna everybody's get shopping, and it's like yeah, the mall popping. Yeah. But uh, worth worth the trip if you like tacos and burritos and shit. But anyways, uh, Saturday warm day, very warm, kind of. Yeah, warm. weather's weird, dude. 
Um, Cold so as balls this morning, warm of the weekend. Came in, rode that morning on the stationary because I was iffy if it was going to rain or not, which it ended up raining on and off, so I just didn't ride outside. Did two hours on the stationary here and then went down to the river to work on the property down there. And the thing I've been fucking busting my, like literally my hands and ass on, mainly my hands, is these fucking window sills. I saw there. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you figure it out? I saw yeah, some I guy comment. Oh, he was so, smart ass. Listen, I don't know if it's a boomer thing, but people of all ages kind of commented in after the fact. I think it's like more Oh, I only so, saw one comment. Let me go I deleted the post. Oh, no. Because it was worthless motherfuckers. I'm sorry <laughs> for anybody that might have commented, but I don't think anybody probably listens to this commented, but only two people posted something actually worth value. Everybody else, one dude said, all right, so for context, they I posted- just open it. <laughs> for context, the post said, hey, if you know how to open these windows or unlock them, because they're older, they have these weird, like- yeah, deadbolt locks in them yeah. for a shithole house. Why would you put locks on those windows? If I want to get in, I'm just going to break the window. Mm-hmm. Like, what's stopping? Fuck that yeah. lock. Anyways, I said, hey, if you know how to open it, comment below. I'd love to get some help. First comment was like, oh, yeah, hit me up. Message me. if I'm That's the guy help I saw. Yeah. yeah. Great. I didn't message him. I got busy. <laughs> forgot. Sorry, my man. And next comment was, use a brick. Dog. I mean, haha, that was funny. Next guy, use a bat. <laughs> it was just one after the oh other. Oh my god! Like, it's Clownville, <laughs> fucking Clownville. <laughs> He's been a professional clown for thirty years. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. I was like, let me delete this shit, man. You got a bunch of clowns out here. It's not even funny. It's not even like no. I see where they think it's funny. It's like haha, funny, but it's like, dog. Either you no. got value or get the fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm, trying to solve. Yeah, the I'm actually gonna yeah. fucking now block you. Yeah. I don't know why I'm friends with you on Facebook to begin with. Yeah. Do you have, so I was looking on my Facebook uh, Saturday night just randomly, and do you ever just, you know, you pop on there very, very randomly, and then you see some weird posts from somebody, and you're like, that's kind of weird. So you click on it, it's like an old friend that you knew from years ago, that you worked with or something, and you look at their account, <laughs> and you're like, it's sad. Well, no, you're <laughs> like, either this person is like, you know, fucking really into something or they've lost their mind like it's either they're a devout religious maniac that's yeah. like praising jesus christ every day for everything and they're like saying that the the rapture is coming or they're like trying to sell you on some amway or some weirdo business or you know they're they're in and out of fucking drugs or whatever it's like yeah you click on somebody you're like what the hell is going on i you see a lot of unhappy people unfriend. yeah Always and like, the, like complaining, like, about oh, shit. complain, and I, I see how you can fall into it That's if you like, don't. What are you doing on Facebook? No one really uses that shit. Well, that and also, what are you doing complaining on Facebook? Yeah, like you can complain, but just like Facebook, a lot of people want attention. Well, it's like, not going to fix it. I've seen. Uh, usually, it's the older crowd that's not as on Instagram. So, like, um, older than you, so like the kind of like mid or later thirties, where. They will post on there like, oh, I just got in this breakup, or oh, I'm having a hard time with this job, or nothing's working out. Like, and they just want people to kind of like and comment, and be like, it's okay. Like, you know, I'm always here for you, and you know, you'll, everything will be all right. Hey, try this job, or you know, like they they just need like these pats on the back or these like supportive people because mm-hmm. a they probably don't have a good support structure in their you know their current life in real life, and then b you know they haven't built up enough structure or confidence in themselves and in their own life that they can't like handle everything so they just I guess resort to complaining on Facebook. Yeah. And 
I just I can see the side of where people can get lost in that. Yeah. They or they they get blind to knowing that it's it's them. Mm-hmm. They're the problem. Why they're not probably most most likely they're probably their own problem of why they're not happy mm-hmm. with either their job or their their body. It, it's probably a multitude of things that just stack up and then they just vent it on Facebook and it's like, hey, how about just don't open Facebook and just focus on you like focus on what you can do i don't know like i see a lot yeah. of people and it's like the way they can complain or vent on facebook you can tell it's deep down themselves like it can't be anybody else's problem yeah obviously it's not i want to uh bitch your moon and uh pick your brand what do you think about the metaverse and nfts and shit like that don't know a thing about it. All I know is I'm. <laughs> hey, while you got them goggles on, I'm gonna be out here stealing your money. Oh uh, shit! I'm gonna be living yeah. in the real world. Yeah, because I know uh, our boy. Shout out to Miles Hicks. Uh, he he keeps posting about it and uh, shit and asking questions. If and you aren't killing it in the real world, you aren't gonna kill it in the meta. Yeah, you right. Get like run it's, over. it's. I mean, I'm not calling out Miles or you know anybody in particular, yeah. but like the meta is not going to be like some hack i don't believe at least the way i see it whatever works in the real world is only going to transfer into that world i don't i don't believe it's going to really evolve into something as in depth as like the metaverse which in a broad sense could lead down the road to something like the matrix where you're literally like encapsulated in like some kind of virtual reality right cuz i guess that's where it'd be headed i mean if it's more than just you're logging on your computer and you're actually, you know, let's say your arms are in something and you got the Oculus on and you're like fully in something, I don't think we'll get there in our lifetime or it'd be like much later. And I think it would fr- faction out into people who do that shit and people who don't. Because there's so many people that are literally, well, not only like probably couldn't afford something like that or in countries that don't have the same culture as us, but also are so outdoors and like real life driven that you can't really replace that like no. lifting and running in this virtual thing w- could not give you the same sensation of actually building your yeah. body and everything like that and uh anyone who's actually like well no actually it could like you know you have this body and this thing that just tells me like you're way too focused on uh just the fakeness and and virtual like y- you're not happy with the option of real life if you're so excited and chasing after this virtual you know uh, fantasy basically well, you know what i mean the real world's always going to be here once you pull those things off you're still going to have to yeah. deal with your own personal problems while you're still unhappy with yourself in the real world it's always going to be here power goes off the shits ain't going to work you know well i think one i don't really even think it's going to work out in the way that people are like kind I, of putting the positive spin on it and yeah. two the bigger th- problem that I have with it, other than, oh, it's not for me, is I think it's a, an awful thing for society. I think we've seen, like, social media has so many pros, and it might even be more pros and cons. But the more that people are literally sucked into it, like we just talked about with Facebook, you know, people don't know how to communicate anymore. A lot of younger kids that we're seeing are coming up, and they just can't, like, speak the same. They're not used to having, like, social interactions the same. I mean, people date through apps now. They don't really talk or ask for numbers or, or meet people in person as much as they used to anymore. Yeah. Um, which, you know, again, there's pros and cons to both things. But I feel like, you know, giving people, especially because the youth are going to be what's on it first, giving the youth this almost uh, escape from reality is just going to leave us a shell of you know i feel like what society 
is is best at. Yeah. You know. I I don't know how you know because I don't know enough about it and where it's going to be ten twenty years from now or five years mm-hmm. from now, but I I can see it being another avenue like a YouTube or an Instagram where you can become an influencer in that world. But like, still at the end of the day, once you pull those goggles off, you got to face reality. Yeah, and I, I I don't I don't even think most people have a actual concept of like what it is. Like it's not really a thing right now. It's just like I guess some I didn't watch the full conference that Facebook did, yeah. but. I think essentially it's supposed to eventually be something you can actually like live in and escape. But I think for at least the next few decades, it'll just be a more immersive version of what we're already doing where yeah. we're on our phones most of the day anyway. And so it'll just be a little bit more of an immersive version of that. I think I saw a headline and I was just reading the headlines with this because I don't I truly don't care about it because I don't unless for some reason I see. There's huge potential for mm-hmm. something and for myself in it. I'm not going to probably focus on it at all, but uh, that they were going to start mainly focus on video games, like being more interactive with video games, and then mm-hmm. maybe it growing into being more of a lifestyle thing or something like that, which I could see the video game thing being probably pretty cool, but I don't play video games to begin with because mm-hmm. they don't make me money or they don't build anything for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just what I, why I don't play them. But, I th- you know, who knows what... Th- who knows what the future is with that? So the other thing that I was looking at this morning, just because I was bullshit and I was drinking my coffee before I worked out, and uh, I'm always kind of like downplaying. And I don't, know, I, I don't like you, like you said, I don't really spend time worrying about it or thinking about it. But anytime I see NFT, I'm like, this is just stupid. But so many people are making money, right, selling it. Yeah. So there's um, some legitimate- so many brands, the NBA, UFC companies, they're selling these things because there's money to be made, and I feel like so here's how I feel about cryptocurrency, NFT and the metaverse is all these things are almost not well they're not real physical things but they're as as popular and as valuable as people make them. So if everyone agreed like hey Bitcoin's just some goofy like virtual coin and no one really buys them, no one puts stock in them and values them. It's just going to be that $1 a coin thing that it was like in its origin, right? Yeah. But once people are like buying into the hype, these NFTs are interesting and people are like, oh, this is going to be important years from now. And so people are buying them and buying into, you know what I mean? It's like this, this like, I want to get ahead of the curve type deal. And so NFTs to me, I was watching a video on it. It was basically explaining like, hey, so if you, if you were a painter, right? or you worked in Photoshop, you made a graphic design, and you wanted to post your shit online for sale, but you didn't want someone to be able to, like, screenshot it and, like, you know, that's... And they have, like, the ownership of it or whatever. So, basically, you create an NFT, which is, like, a virtual uh, signature on it that makes that actual version that you posted authentic. So, it's kind of like if you went to a, an, a baseball auction and you bought an authentic Babe Ruth signed ball, right? Like... Someone might have the same signature on a ball, and it looked the same. It's like when you can print someone's signature on a jersey or mm-hmm. something, right? But it's not authentic. So you have the authentic version. So it's kind of like that. So like, let's say I posted a painting on on online, and uh, you bought the painting. You'd have the authentic version. But here's the thing that makes it completely useless to me: is okay, sure, someone has the authentic version. Who gives a shit? I can screenshot it. I can. You know, if you buy a YouTube clip, right, that's famous, I can still play that YouTube clip. I can still rip it off. Why do I care if it's authentic? I don't know. I guess 
Oh, I have the authentic uh, rookie card of, of Kyle Ripkins Jr. It's like, okay. I guess because there is some type of scarcity to it. Like, well, there's, there's a, only there's, there's technically like only one authentic version, but how many th- actual objects are worth having the authentic version? Right. Traditionally, I mean, how many people do we do we know that buy like sports memorabilia that's authentic? I don't know anybody. The people Not that anymore. do, yeah, the people that do are like you know millionaires. They just want to buy cool shit, right? Yeah. And so maybe for them, buying NFTs is cool because you you know you own something that's authentic. But for the average person, owning something very specific, a scene, a movie, or whatever, as an NFT, doesn't really matter. Yeah, and maybe maybe me and you both think a little differently because I think I agree with you. Most of the stuff isn't physical. Yeah, it's all digital. So, like, if I was to pull something, if if I had an NFT on my phone, like mm-hmm. the file, I pull it up. Hey, man, I just bought that for mm-hmm. five hundred thousand. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" But if I showed you this sick ass painting on mm-hmm. my wall, and I yo, I just spent five hundred thousand dollars, you'd be like, "Yo, that's fucking sick!" Like, that's one. Yeah, that's a physical painting. Like, it's something you can see. You and can feel. take a picture of it, but it's the physical it. thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I maybe someone can convince. It. If you can convince us, comment yeah. or send us a message, and we'll get you on the show. Possibly make us look like idiots. Make us look like idiots, which we but, probably are. <laughs> but I haven't been able to find like you know, I haven't been able to find really, and I haven't looked that hard. And but I haven't really found an explanation NFTs, that makes it's it. people making like <clears throat> nothing. Like they'll put a squiggle on a piece yeah. of paper and they'll sell it, which is art. You know, technically, you see some art out there that's fucking like you yeah. can't even tell what the fuck it is, but people pay millions for it, like actual art. That's what I mean. It's it's as valuable as people decide it is. But I don't know why people are deciding this shit is valuable. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just had to bitch about it because I, I was watching like that video this morning. I was like, "What the hell are Maybe people doing?" We don't truly understand the process. I don't know. I'm just hoping, giving it yeah. the benefit of the doubt because there is like big money, some yeah. big money in it. Sounds like well, it's the same thing in a way with uh, crypto. So like, I'm not like a big Debbie Downer with crypto. Like I, I get the concept a bit. I understand, you know, how you can, you know, use it and buy it and blah, 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 and less trackable, all that shit. But, you know, I was talking to Maddie about it last night in the car and how I feel about it. Because some people will say that, oh, eventually it's going to, like, replace U.S. currency, right? Have you heard that before? Kind of. And I don't think it ever will, mainly because at the end of the day, what is Bitcoin compared to? So you know how valuable it is. Currency, actual U.S. dollars, or it could be something else. Yeah. Yes, it can be compared to other cryptocurrencies, but where are most people looking at the value? They're looking at it in terms of U.S. dollars. And so even if... Um, so I look at it more as like a stock that happens to be like a cryptocurrency, because you could still... Some places you can buy stuff with crypto, right? Yeah. But I almost think of it as you're buying, let's say, a car, a Tesla with a certain amount of stock. It's almost like you're buying it with Apple stock or something like yeah. that because it's so volatile, which is one thing. So, it, you know, as far as a stock compared to a cryptocurrency, I mean, the value is so crazy, which pro, you can make a shit ton, but con, like the past two weeks, Bitcoin's down like 20-something grand. And so when you're trying to, like, save money or make investments, I think, you know, some people are winning big, but it's such a dangerous 
weird game to play. Even though overall Bitcoin's gone up, there are other cryptocurrencies that have not turned out that way. And again, I think at the end of the day, what I was telling Maddie was even if Bitcoin became like the main currency, it's still going to be compared to U.S. dollars and I'll just be able to transfer and buy the, the Bitcoin ascent, you know, uh, equivalent you know, with my dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's never like, oh, if you don't get any Bitcoin, you're going to be fucked because you're not going to have any money. It's like, no, I'll use my money to buy Bitcoin and transfer it over. It's not like the U.S. dollar currency value just disappears. No. You know what I mean? But it doesn't help that the more they print it, the more inflation happens and the value of the dollar goes For down. sure. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> the biggest thing is having products and services that are, that mean to something to people and yeah. value. Oh, of course. Like so. you, the, the moment you get cash, at least this is what... Thank you to Uncle G. Uncle G. But like the moment you get cash, it's like you buy an asset of some sort, whether it's a product, a service, Ideally, or something yeah. Yeah. that doesn't lose value as quickly as money does, mm. you know? So get rid of the cash as quickly as you can and mm-hmm. buy something with it that holds the value. Like a bird. Like the bird. Like the bird. <laughs> like the dumb truck. The dumb truck, yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. NFTs, they're weird. They're fucking yeah. weird. I mean, look, like I said, you know, we talked about it before. I feel like if you're winning doing it, yeah, go for it. on you. But uh, I ain't I'm not, no, no. You and me got fucked over in the Doge, the Doge crisis. Still sitting on it. Yeah, me too, man. Mm. I looked at it this morning. So obviously, this is, is it down like fifty percent? Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it's like a little yeah. more than that. Yeah, dude. It ain't pretty. I was like, man, I could have pulled it like a few weeks back when it at least didn't look as bad. But yeah. I'm in that long game. <laughs> when ten years from now, when like I see it on the news, Doge, yeah, Doge skyrocketed. skyrockets, yeah. Like, oh fuck. Yeah, it's gonna be me, dude. You and me both. <laughs> then we'll, that's when we get the bird. That's when I get it. That Doge bird. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah. What, what were we talking about before that? Before all this Facebook ranting? and bullshit. But ranting? I've, uh, dude, I'm losing my mind a little bit. Haven't ran since uh, Thursday. Did a real yeah. light run and uh, kind of losing my mind. But leg feels amazing. Um, if you know, I don't know. Think I talked about it when I was with Ronnie uh, last on the show. But past basically week, a little bit over a week, was dealing with some IT band syndrome. So what I'm basically ex- uh, experiencing is like some sharp nerve pain just on like a random step walking or running typically it's by running but you say it's more towards your knee not towards i your feel head. it so i feel it on the outside of my knee but it but it's you know like you, you don't always feel the pain where the problem is and based off all the symptoms and i've dealt with this before it's based off it band issue and uh and i feel like sharp nerve pain dealing with that too yeah and uh which cyclists or cyclists get that a lot too yeah um, so what I've been doing to fix it is making sure um, I'm doing a lot of abductor exercises to strengthen that area because a lot of times I'm lifting all the time, which is a great way to prevent injuries, but I'm not doing anything in a lateral plane of motion, right? So everything is pretty front back, you know? Um, I do but, a lot of that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hit it from the front and the back. Sometimes sometimes you need to hit it from the side is the <laughs> hey. truth of the matter. So doing some abductions, um, some banded abduction, things like that, and strengthening it up, a little bit of stretching the IT band. You don't want to foam roll it, if anyone's wondering. You don't? No. No, not a good idea because basically – They wouldn't like lengthen it out a little bit? Like no, because the way the IT <clears throat> band is, it's sitting you know, along the side of your leg and pushing down on it is only going to make the issue worse if you're pushing against other nerves and, and – uh, 
things like that, like rolling it. Sort of stretch it a little bit. But it's a tendon. It's not a muscle, so you you're not going to stretch it. Nice, yeah. <laughs> stretch that thing out. Um, but anyway, you don't want to do that. So uh, tip to people. But so stretching the glutes, training them. Anyway, been dealing with that a week and a half. Uh, last week, I was kind of doing these like three mile runs on the treadmill to try and like run as much as I could before the pain would trigger because it wasn't like consistent. It would just be like I take one step and boom, there's pain and then I need to like stop immediately. So I was trying to work through it, but then I realized I was like, this is just going to be such a pain in the ass. I just need to take a few days off and then come on back. So first day running back is going to be uh, Wednesday. I'll do like a little three mile run. And then ideally four miles Thursday, another three, four miles Friday, and then try and do Saturday um, six miles. Just work back into it slowly, but feeling amazing. Um, haven't felt uh, you know a second of pain the past three days, and I've uh, been training legs through it, doing my drills. But uh, I'm eager to get back. I got that race coming up in March, yeah. and I'm just nervous that I'm like losing my fitness. But I know it'll come back, you know, quicker than I realize. But uh, yeah. Nice. That's what I've been dealing with. Lifting workout's been great, though. Good. Lifting workout's been great. I did uh, a top set of 16 reps sitting on squats, and uh, my lungs were on fire. Shit. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, workout's been great. Oh, we got the new machines, man. New machines at Iron Belt Gym. Oh, yeah. They're if very you're nice. local, you got to come check it out. $10 day pass or sign up. Yeah. They're but uh, the machines are freaking killer. The chest support uh, T bar. Feels so comfortable on it. The swiveling handles feel real smooth. You can really hit it from any angle. The multi grip row all has like every angle you you could try basically, and it feels great. And then the uh, side lateral raise you can't miss with that. I can't decide which one I like the most, whether it's the seated multi grip with a T bar. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn between. Two. I did both of them today. It's supposed to be chest today, but my shoulder. My shoulders and upper back and neck have been so fucked up. So I was like, well, let me do some pull-up motions, you know, because I need to just mm-hmm. open my chest up. <clears throat> so I, I got on the T-bar, felt great connection with that, like right in like between the scapula, where I'm always sort of like stupid tight, rear delts, felt great. Um, I think I like the T-bar a little bit more because it's stretch. almost, yeah, the stretch is so good, dude. Around my armpit right yeah. below, I was mm-hmm. so sore Saturday doesn't take much weight you don't really even need much and then i feel like it's just simple versus the multi-grip it's very simple too it's you know chest supported and everything like that but uh you kind of have to i guess worry about both unilateral arms which is pro con but with the t-bar it's almost just basic and you just can't not use your back if that makes sense yeah Versus the uh, multi grip, maybe you can get your biceps involved a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you but. can't really muscle the T bar. I mean, you can. You can get a little body English to it, but it's holding you tight yeah. against that chest pad. Yeah, and you're standing into it, so maybe that's yeah. part of it. Versus the other one, you're seated. Yeah, that so. one. Uh, you can't. Yeah, it's hard to muscle that shit, so it humbles you quick. Um, but yeah, I like the multi grip too because I was able to. You know, I started a little lower on those under grip mm-hmm. handles, but then. I went up a little higher mm-hmm. with the top ones, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit, I feel even better in that area. Mm-hmm. So it's like wherever you're feeling it for that day or whatever you're trying well, to hit. Well, it's the grip, and then you target. also got to play with the chest pad that moves yeah, forward and back. I saw that. So. I really haven't fucked with it. I'm yeah. too scared to fuck with it. Not scared because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but like I'm feeling it where I'm hitting there's now. There's so many different ways you can do it. I yeah. feel like there's a magic way for like align the chest pad with the grip, with the seat height on yep. you. You know what I mean? To find the right angle. But uh, 
Yeah, dude, it's lovely. I'm glad all the members are freaking pumped about it. Yeah. You know, every day I've been in here yesterday, the only people that were in here were on those two. Yeah. And uh, just because when we spend a lot of money, you know, we're not just trying to fill space. We want people to be freaking pumped and excited about the equipment. Yeah. And uh, the last few stuff we've gotten, you know, all those pieces. And then also even like when we got the hack squat, like that hack squat's always used. People yeah. love it. So um, it makes us feel good to know that we're getting some stuff that people want. Hell you know what's yeah. a sleeper out there? I don't think you even use that much. That tricep extension, that thing fucks. Do you not like it? I can tell you sort of why. Why? I like it. But I want one Santa <laughs> with a back back pad. The the little small pad in the back fucks with you. No, uh, it doesn't fuck with me. But I feel like I have to use my core and a lot of other muscles. You do have to use your, once you get heavier. Yeah, yeah. your core other does one, work. I don't know what brand or where I remember using it, but there's one that's sort of similar, but it has an upper back pad that moves back and forth like a clip. Mm-hmm. And it throws your chest real tight against it, and all you do is just lean back into it and just push away. But that one works, but I don't have a strong core, so I just feel like I'm all over the fucking place. Yeah, this guy's got nothing in his guts. Yeah, well, just empty. I like it. <laughs> I haven't. I use. I've used it. I probably yeah. used it two weeks ago. And when I do use it, it does blow my fucking triceps up. Yeah, I'm usually. I usually have a lot of English to it, like a lot of body movement. Yeah. Because I'm just fucking, I'm trying to go heavy, and I probably should lighten it up. What do you use? Like 95 or 100. Okay, I use a 95, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I noticed myself like... You definitely have to... So, yeah, I mean, I, I like shift my hips and butt back into that little lower back pad, yeah. and then I tuck my feet in underneath, and you do like feel your core working, but I feel like if you can kind of get in the right groove... That's good. Supersetting that with like some kind of like uh, cable, either rope or bar like a uh, curl. Yeah, man, I was I had Maddie work out with me this weekend, yes, and uh, she she said she had the best workouts and her arms were super pumped. So, she yeah pumped her up. I'm trying to think what I think's a sleeper. You know what I don't use as much as I used to, and it's not because it's bad. It's a great machine. Is that a flat chest press? The Nautilus? Hammer. Hammer's yeah, I haven't touched that in a while. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I, it's uh, You don't have to set it up. You just lay back and do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know I, I haven't either. I think it's because I usually do like a heavier press, like either bench press or like incline dumbbell. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I don't really need like another flat, heavier press. Yeah. But then I do love using the Nautilus, but it, it almost, it's different since it's stacked. It and is. The tension, you know. And it converges a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been doing dumbbell flat, so like, mm-hmm. I usually don't want to do another flat right after that. Yeah, but it's good. I forget it's there. I see people use it though, so it's getting love. Yeah, I don't know what. I guess maybe the dip bar is a sleeper because like I never see anybody use that really. Yeah, the I don't think attachment. a lot of people like using dips though. I noticed you set it really high where you gotta like jump. Yeah, up. my feet. I gotta really get touch. up a little bit, but I set it like one notch below yours, so yeah. it's a little bit easier for me to. Do it, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, well, you you had that shit up by your ears. You on that this. junior rack, dog. Nah, nah. I had another thing I wanted to talk about. Let me see. see well, here's here's what, if I need to ramp. This is yeah. earlier. And yeah, it's just on it. my mind, real quick. It's something s- short and sweet. When I called, so I got a call from our label guy. Oh shit! So what's going on? There we're now? not from Brian. So this is another guy that our label printing company. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, they're called Fortis. Down yeah, in call them out. Call them out. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, the, the, my guy Marty, who's our my rep there. If yeah. y'all need labels printed, Marty's the I fucking it was called man. Q something. Uh, yeah, they got just get just got, got acquired uh-huh. by Fortis. So now he's like, hey, Marty from Fortis QTL. Yeah. So uh, he got bought. But great guy. Guy always is pretty good on getting around, turning around shit for me and getting me set up with what I need. But I called one of his uh, assistant, and I I think it's from when I read a book about it, and then once I read the book about customer service and them calling this action out, it makes you like more perceptive to it, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm getting put through the ringer right here. Not the ringer, but like you're going through this uh, – I don't know, barricade or barrier right here, and I'm going to show you the scenario. So I call him like, hey, uh, Rihanna, assistant, is Marty available? I'd like to speak with him. I missed his call. And she was like, yeah, sure. Uh, may, I, may I ask which, uh, your name and uh, who's calling? And I was like, oh, it's Austin from Gymflow. She was like, okay, I'll, I'll see if he's uh, available. And it's just like, you know he's available. You're just screening a call. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't think there should be any – it should be like, yes, he's here or he's not. Like if Marty's in the building – and he's not taking a dump. He's available. Yeah, it's like I, it's it's like a cust- uh, it, It's so minute, but like I see where they're screening the call, and obviously he probably wants to talk to me because I'm yeah. gonna pay him. Yeah. But if like, I don't know. I, I don't like. I know that. what you mean. Yeah. If I was to have somebody answer my phone, and if I'm in the building, I'm available. Yeah. Unless I'm taking a dump, and let them know, hey, Austin's taking a dump. He He'll take your call now. <laughs> yeah. He pass it over the yeah. fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's something yeah. about that that uh, I don't know if it bugs you or if you ever n- notice it. I, I think it's just a. The I, only thing I hate is the fucking Comcast service or any any business to where you call and you get hit with a robot and you cannot get to an actual oh yeah, person. Well, no, you say like speak to a representative. Speak to a representative. Let me try and help you first, and then I'm like, no, speak to a representative. What could I help you with today? Yeah. Let me try. Like no. And it's no. too bad that most of those companies. Comcast, UPS, shit like that. It's not like you can't not give them your business. Like they have it dominated. Yeah. yeah. Like, like where, where do you where do like, you go? I would be willing to pay even a little bit more to have like one on one interactions yeah. with somebody that I'm able to work with and yeah. call if I actually had a problem. Be like, hey, my name's Jim. Yeah. I'm gonna be your guy. If shit yeah. pops up, you give me a fucking call. I'm gonna pick up my yeah. phone. That's the people I want to work with. Yeah. But- that's the problem with phone and internet is. You're at the will of those big name companies. Yeah. You know, you want to try calling Verizon or uh, Comcast or nah, Sprint Good? Luck. They're going to say, eat that dick. Yeah, eat e- that dick. Eat this thing. Yeah. And we're going to pick up the phone when we feel like it. Yeah. For real. I've been dicked. I mean, I'm sure you have too. Yeah. We've all been dicked. <laughs> yeah. We have. I don't like it the way it tastes. No. <laughs> it don't taste no. good. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. But that was my little rant. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's just. It's cheap. I don't know. The way I see it after, like, I, I see it from, like, the grand scheme. And it's like, you're just screening calls, which mm-hmm. I see. People don't want to talk to everybody, but it's like, you know they're there. You know they're available. You're yeah. just screening the call. Yeah. Don't do it. The other thing I wrote down um, that I was thinking about, I don't remember the exact, honestly, reason why I wrote this down, but I think it was related to owning the gym or just other things I do now was – trying to have and see a long-term vision and understand that things will take a long time and that your vision or what you're trying to build towards like adapts and changes over time. So for example, 
you know, we've had the gym now for a year. And before the gym, you know, for about like four or five years before that, you know, like most people do, they have the idea like, oh, I want to open up a gym one day. And it's hard to realize this goal is set like way far out and to kind of keep it in the back of your mind because you can't bring it to the forefront every day because you do it's not something you can do overnight but it is something you need to kind of keep in the back of your head so you do take those like small steps along the way it's kind of like what can I do this year to get closer there what can I do for that year and I feel that most people can handle weekly monthly or even up to a year goals but trying to see way far into the future in uh and remind yourself of that end goal is sometimes hard to do. It's hard to commit to. Yeah, it's hard to commit to. And so even when you're putting money away, you know, putting money away for two years is so hard, you know, because no one really understands what you're doing, why you can't go out, what you're saving towards. And honestly, you don't even know, like, exactly where things are going to end up, you know. And even, uh, you know, we can apply it now to our business or you know, uh, you can apply it to gym flow as well as it's like, okay, well, where do we want to be in 2024? And we can't buy that product or make those moves now, move to that bigger warehouse space now. But what can we do this year so that we're more prepared to make those other steps in 2023 to make those final steps in 2024? Yeah. <clears throat> and instead of ever taking those steps, you almost just say, oh, I'll worry about that goal when I get there or something like that. But you almost need to f- figure out where you want to be way out in the line and then kind of walk it back and figure out, okay, well, here's what I need to do from 23 to, tw- to 2024. Okay, well, here's what I need to do 2022 to 2023. And uh, I think it's a valuable exercise because I know a lot of times we talked about goal setting um, and you know, it sounds repetitive, but it is like the, I think it's one of the biggest things you can do to just help get, get yourself moving in life. And, uh, I think it's something that you've improved a lot upon, um, in the past, you know, year and, uh, you know, even something I've done a better job of holding myself to, uh, with running because I think it's so easy. Cause I was thinking about it with, uh, this race coming up, right? March. And I was like, well, dealing with this injury and then you know with the trip that Maddie and I are going on in January I was like I'm only gonna have like 10 11 weeks to train for this run and it's gonna be the hardest run I've ever done I was like damn do I really have time for this and I feel like I've been in a perpetual state of training for a next race and uh and then I was thinking well I also want to do what's traditional for runners to do is have a couple races a year you know they don't have to be the same length it could be a a half marathon and then a little bit later you do an ultra and then a little bit later you do a marathon right and I was like, well, maybe after this 50K, I'll just just hang out. You know, I'll just, I'll still train hard. I'll still work my volume up, but I don't need a plan for a race. And I was like thinking about it. And sure, I could do that and still maintain a good level of fitness. But that's not really going to push me to like the next level, you know. I feel like I'll just get stagnant like we spoke about before if you don't set that next goal. Yeah. Even if it's far out, even if it is like the five-year thing like I talked about, just having something in the back of your mind to work towards, you know, whether it is that 100-mile race or what's after the 100. Well, I'd like to do like an actual race. So maybe you think, okay, well, I hit this 100 in April, and then in the fall, I had that next race I need to sign up for and think about. 
uh, because it's just time passes by so quick. And if you're not always demanding more from yourself to improve, you have no really reason or resistance to improve. Um, so that's a long ramble. Yeah. But I mean, I am definitely an example for that late. Oh, still lately. I'm not great at goal setting still. But I've, yeah, I have gotten a little bit more intuitive about it, or at least, you know, um, I hold myself. I hold myself a little bit more accountable for like being like, all right, I need to think a little bit further ahead than just tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, it was just like, all right, tomorrow or the weekend. Well, because a lot of things can't get done in a day, yeah. you know? So you have to, I mean, we, we talked about it, and I think it's, you know, um, good to sit down and I think I, was, I told you over the weekend I was like I think it'd be really efficient to just set these weekly objectives even mm-hmm. for Jim Polo because things are still getting done but I think when you have clear objectives and you're as clear and honest with yourself or your business as you can be then you know what needs to get done and you can you know hit these things and if you, you miss it you can examine why I haven't done this yet yeah. you know and, you know, one of the best things I ever did was a couple of years ago getting like a little uh, bullet journal and having a little planner uh, for week to week so I can really figure out my client work, but also to-do list items I need to get done, like for the gym. I mean, it's it's overwhelming sometimes to remember, you know, to email this out and set up these photos and you got to plan this and then other things we're planning in the long term for the business or the website or memberships or things like that. And it's easy to get lost in the sauce. Yeah. So just taking it in bites and uh, little steps is a lot easier to kind of get down that whole enchilada. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Any other funny or interesting thing to talk about? Um. No, not really. So. I. I gotta. F- I. I. So here's in the back of my head. I kind of got. Saturday felt great, came in, did my ride. Yesterday, long fucking day. Still made it out here, got a ride. And it's like, man, I need to get outside, though. And I'm getting to a point where it's like, all right, the next three weekends pretty much are fucked. My birthday weekend, I can definitely ride. No matter if it's, as long as it's not fucking pouring raining, I can get out there and do it um, because I'm free that weekend. But, like, next weekend, I'm going to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and I'm, I'm not giving myself excuses, but I'm at least starting to think ahead. I'm like, hey. Mm-hmm. If I'm going out of town the whole weekend, I'm going to have to get those hours in somehow. So now it's like, well, I need to definitely squeeze them in during, squeeze the, week. Them in during the week. And now it's like, it's got my mind racing. Like, all right, well, where the fuck am I going to fit in two hours? Yeah. Not including the ride down there, ride back type thing. Um, but those are things that have been on my head, at least this past weekend and this morning mm-hmm. for the most part. Because, uh, you know, I could skip the weekend but there's not that many weekends from now till april if i think about it you know yeah or at least the next 50 which is this yeah. kind of month that's what i mean man the time time flies you think i mean i think i have time but i don't when yeah. i look at it three weeks out four weeks out and that's mm-hmm. just short that's still not even like that long term yeah it's like fuck i don't have that much time yeah creeps up on you yeah creeps up on you but uh yeah speaking of goals i definitely need to sit down and and look at some scheduled stuff for 2022 upsetting a race or something like that because yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there 
I enjoy the riding. Been able to do it pretty consistently. And I don't feel like I'm pulling my teeth to get on the bike or do it. I feel great after it, especially when I ride outside. Something just totally different. It's like raw. Certainly different. It's yeah. raw. It's like a raw emotion when you're out there. You feel good. You yeah. feel like you're just in the wind. You feel like you're the breeze, man. Yeah. I'm sure you feel the same way. You're just out there the with breeze. The, yeah, yeah. You're just out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I need to start looking into something like that. Yeah. Whether it's something local. Sure, you also got to sit down shit. and look at gem flow numbers for the year like we did last yeah. year and figure out what we did right. Numbers ain't looking wrong. good, yeah. boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Um, hopefully a good show. Yeah, a little bit of ranting in the front, a little bit of value in the back end. Yeah. You know what? Sp- uh, speaking on labels, just a little update. Uh, approved and got 4,000 labels. Nice. Coming. Of each? 2,000 of each. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got big goals. <laughs> but uh, so that being said, the balls and I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but the balls in fucking motion. Balls in the court yeah, for the, the next uh, gym flow product. So very anyway. excited for that. Share the show. Um, we are uploading clips now. So yeah. if you don't want to chew off or if you haven't, I guess if, you listen, if you're listening right now, you probably did chew off yeah, the whole but thing. But, forward. but you can share the clips to people or share the whole show, subscribe, all that jazz. Follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. See you next time. We're out.